wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you I had the great idea last week Bring it. We're going to talk about network TV shows That were advertised during football No context we'll Just watch, baby yeah, these are the shows that are literally just like pounded into your brain constantly. If you watch football, like they never, every, every ad is these shows. Or CTV, right? Right. You know, yeah, these are CTV heavy, heavy hitters. They is run this for football tape. men want to watch. That's like, a confusing part. Yes. Is that our demographic? Are we these people? I might Ooh. be after watching mine. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, see. Carter. No spoilers, okay. damn it. Who wants to go first? I don't mind, because I'm just tired from mine earlier in the <laughs> week. So what was your pick? I went for the king of football advertising, the good doctor. <laughs> and was not originally on our three options. Because I was just going over new new shows this year. Brent brought but, up the OG. But when we, when the option to substitute came in, it was the best substitution you could ask for. <laughs> it was the it's Baker like, Mayfield. It was, a, it, was a, it was a Joe Montana, Steve Young situation, right? <laughs> Where the backup is pretty damn good because it was the good doctor. And if you've been watching football for the last five years, <laughs> you know everything about the good doctor there is to know just by the commercials. I feel like I've been watching this damn show my whole life. That with, and this is us. Those are the shows that I felt like I just knew them. I've watched the whole show. I've never watched one minute of either of these shows and I know everything that's ever happened in them. So you started with the good doctor and Mm -hmm. season six. From what what I understand, he's, he's absolutely brilliant, but he has autism. So his bed manner, his bedside manners, a little to be desired, right? Is that Dr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no. just joking. He's not like that. That but was a serious joke, Jamie. I love you. You're not. <laughs> it's like. But you know, hmm. I couldn't stop thinking about House while watching this and how. Oh, yeah. You know, That's a good call. It had, it had some style to it and some funny, bad bedside manner. And but hearts, House, but... Hugh Laurie is very charismatic as a star, <laughs> yeah, right? Likes, I don't, this, and he likes jazz music. Name? He likes jazz music, Hugh Laurie. So. so season six, episode eight. Sorry, not sorry is the title. Oh, no. So I did watch a split second of the previous one. Couldn't get around to finishing it. But this one also opens up with oldish people waking up in bed. Oh, last week it was the good doctor and I and his partner, which is very confusing. That'll come up later. But this time it was just two other old people who then were late for work, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So I think so yeah, every episode ends with some 40 plusers waking up in the morning. Then we go oh, to you say that the good you say the good doctor's old, but he seems quite he's young, age, he's he? ageless. Okay. <laughs> His lady seemed old, if I remember right, but I'm that part. Was I thought he was a... like Doogie Hauser. Yeah, kind of. I thought he was. was like maybe 22. he's Maybe he's thirty now. Season six. So then it's cuts from those people doing their thing to a group of young doctors walking to work. You've got tall white hunk, short round black lady, and gay white man. He's like flaming. <laughs> of course, yeah. So you got the crew. Oh, that connects to mine so well, Brett. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. I think that's I'm the next. Sorry. My gut is that that's the next generation. Maybe they came in season five. Mm. But the actor so it's good. Plays the good yes. doctor is thirty. Okay, and I got it. Oh my god, the creator created house. <laughs> oh, that's not even try that's <laughs> Okay. So first we meet the good doctor's patient. Actually, actually so tall hunk spent the night at Round Black Lady's house 
as friends. Okay. So, but it's good doctor's patient first. She has stomach pain. Just meeting good doctor, hearing him talk is like, hmm. Sort of like, it's very off-putting. Carter, he's not actually autistic, right? But I know everyone talks about his good acting. Oh, like the actor isn't? Yes. Yeah, no, no. But it's like, whoa. But everyone on oh, the show... But he act very autistic. Yeah, like it's incredibly distracting, but I guess because it's season six, nobody, none of the patients, are, nobody pays attention to that at all. So that's just a little bit of whiplash to like have someone coming in full, like 100%. Like Robin, what, like, what is the, what is the Tom Cruise movie? Rain Man. Yeah, like 100% Rain Man and everyone's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, normal day with Rain Man. But it would get old if every patient would be freaking out because this guy is like (laughs) talking like, talking like Fuzzy Bear. So another patient walks, crawls into the OR. It seems like they got hit in the head. They might have amnesia, spleen damage. And then the disappointing part, let's see. Spleen bleeding. Another patient, this is all before the first intro. Another patient has face growths. So it's like a pimple popper thing. Yep. Like all over forehead and face. Another doctor knows how to fix them up without getting scars because she doesn't want her haircut or scars but she just has these huge lumps on her face whoa so then is it like hmm well hot doctor then my next question is there's like there's still time for some emotions there on the side it seems like the black lady doctor is putting the hammer down on black doc on hot doctor but he's pretty distant. He's, she starts talking about how relationships need to be serious. My next point is like people need to stop talking to good doctor about relationships. Oh yeah, why boss. would you ever talk to that man about relationships? <laughs> yeah. no, about his relationships with I think his boss. Anything related to yeah. a relationship with another human is yeah. not something that should ever be brought up yeah. with that guy. Because he's already doing surgery on his stomach patient. And they're going off about how his boss, and I, maybe that's who, because the last episode started with him and be, him and a woman who I think is his boss talking about ready to have try start having kids again. Oh, which is very interesting to see. Like, a th- might not have been the boss. But it's confused, but there was a miscarriage in season five, I guess. So it's been a year since then but so they're really getting him worked up while he's doing surgery on this woman's stomach but they found a towel from her appendix surgery some years ago fused into her stomach and then surprised they god MB- and then surprised they dr house left him in there because yeah. he was high on opiates yes <laughs> and surprise amnesia patient boom was raped finally oh. commercial finally the first break so Wait, that happened before the first commercial? <laughs> yes, it's exhausted. Like, what? Oh my god, that was the whole episode! No, this is just a stream of stuff. Like, there's I, no... There's no I breath. I think this is going to be a theme between all these shows. <laughs> Breakneck yeah. speed, mm-hmm. baby. Like, Why do I keep saying that? Is, like, House of the Dragon is, like, slow-paced. Yeah, yeah. Like, this stuff is just insane. Better call Saul slow. So you would not rewatch this? No, I couldn't. It's just too... No. You would never watch the next episode. It's a terrible show. I think so. Because it doesn't have characters. It has a million people talking. But there's not... There's no personality. No, this is great to know. Just more doctors. Great to know. Mm-hmm. So goodbye. Who is Trevor that show no, yeah. for? 
Who the hell watches it? 40 to plus. That it makes me appreciate a good show with a story a lot more. Seeing how they've split. From like Chicago Hope having like cool young George Clooney hanging around, being charming. Yeah. To this. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I think it's just on and stuff is happening. So if so you want to see stuff happening. <laughs> A lot of stuff's happening in these shows. So I did the Rookie spinoff called The Rookie, colon, Feds. You watched <laughs> the worst show I've ever seen a preview of in my life. Like, yeah, I've never, I've never watched one. an ad for a TV show and thought that anything. I've never been, like, <laughs> more convinced it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. It looks like the dumbest show for the dumbest people in the face of humanity. The rookie yeah. Colin Feds is such a stupid name. It's a terrible it's the name. name. It's the dumbest name. Isn't the rookie only on like season two? Like four, four or five. But like, yeah, how does it have like a spit? Like I just. It'd be like Rookie Feds would be a good name, but the Rookie, Colin Feds, that's terrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. But they have to let, you know, fans of the Rookie know that this is similar, but different. So I watched season one, episode nine called Flashback. Starts off, no, and the episode synopsis. Why did you pick that episode? That was the episode that was on. Okay. When Garza's character comes into question, Simone and team develop their own covert operation. Mm, okay. So that's the episode synopsis, and you hit play, and boom. Big letters. Panama City, five years ago. What oh, music's I like playing? That. That's, yeah. Yeah, flashback. What, what, what type of music's playing? Uh, Panama City. Van Halen. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Latin hip hop, like Fast oh. and Furious, kind of. Oh yeah. So we've got uh, Garza. He's FBI. He's in a room, and he's he's cuddling up close with another agent there, Nova. Um, they are in Panama City at a CIA safe house. Orgy center. <laughs> <laughs> Which Garza's an FBI counterintelligence. Why is he in Panama City? Like, isn't CAA handle, you know, external things and FBI handles internal, Inter like yeah. inside the States? I don't know FBI, well, I, I don't think anyone has any jurisdiction outside, but uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. Anyways, there's a guy named Rice. He works at the embassy and he's suspected of leaking secrets to the Russians. Treason! Mm. So there's another guy named Link. He's a super cool, muscular guy there. So they sit down, Rice, in. And, is he a uh, cop named Link? His last name is Link? They just call him Link, yeah. He's, he's, oh. he's a one off character. He's not a real The only guy. cop I think of a Link is the guy from, like, uh, what was the guy that got uh, Making a Murderer? Remember the one cop whose name is oh, Link? And he's, like, yeah. the dumbest cop in human <laughs> existence. So that's who I'm imagining. And you're like, he's a really handsome Jack guy. I'm like, oh, not, not who I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. Okay, so this guy's doing what? He's just a bit. So player? they sit him down in the interrogation room. Garza and Link set down Rice, and uh, they're like, you know, confess. We know you're leaking secrets. And then the Russians ambush the safe house with guns, and they start shooting everyone. And Rice goes, "Is this just an act to get me to confess?" Nope. Big shootout. Fairly action-packed. Through his head right after he says it. <laughs> no, no, he survives. But Link is Link is pretty good at handling himself, and he he you know shoots a lot of those Russians there. But they don't get rice out, and the Russians throw a grenade. It goes off, and uh, Garza's like, "Oh, I'm okay." And he looks, and his girl Nova's there. Oh, she's okay. She's in one piece too. But she starts slipping down the wall, and there leaves a stream of blood behind. Because that's how most people die from grenades, is, uh, you know, the back 
even though they're facing the grenade, the back of their head is bloody against the wall, I guess. Oh, that's what happens, yeah. Yes, not just... You know what the saddest part is? Is that I've probably watched, like, a hundred people die of grenades in, like, the last two months. Oh, Oh, That's not good. And you know what, Carter? Yeah. It doesn't look like they're hurt when it first happens. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, here in this one. So that's really what right grenades on. look like. Sometimes the guys even run for a little bit, and then it's just explosive Slow internal drop. bleeding. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. It's it's not fun. So I think maybe maybe it was real then. Maybe maybe they've been using some of the latest uh, videos to act to get accurate deaths, grenade deaths. I forgot maybe. to say, strong since they are in Panama City. What do you think the camera looks like? Oh, it's going to have a nice smoky yellow tinge. Serpia. Yeah, sepia yep. tones. Serpia, yeah, yeah, of course. That's how you make it. That's how you show a culture that isn't as rich. You put it in sepia, yeah. Yes, yes. Present Los Angeles. So, Garza's the music. Through, okay, yeah. Garza's looking through a secret file folder in his desk. Does it say and- secret? files on it on the front well, it's the like this really cool thin like automatic thing and with like a pin pad and he's looking over nova's dead file you know dead file about the panama city ambush there his phone rings this is garza you can't hear who's on the other side but you hear ominous music who is this and the person hangs up and then he hits and he grabs the other phone he said get me my jet on my tarmac in 20 minutes we're going to Whoa. head to dc Whoa, must have been an important phone call, hey? Da-da-da. So in DC, like this is this is breakneck speed. Corvette. These people live the most exciting lives know, yeah. ever. <laughs> so he gets to a parkade, finds a car. He shoots Next, 75 people from- just getting out of his car. <laughs> just, to, just to throw his garbage in the litter can on the other side of the parking lot. He kills yeah. nine men. <laughs> So he rips the cover off this car, Corvette, pops the trunk. Dri- drives it right out of the parkade. No, it doesn't floor. get that far. He pops the trunk and there's sirens. The police are on him. It's later revealed there's millions of dollars in the trunk there. Before the police arrest him, he calls Simone, the rookie on the team, and says, I'm about to get arrested. Don't trust anyone but the team. One more thing. A fish called Raven. That's a clue. A clue. Oh, this is like Twin Peaks. So uh, the team assembles, and I guess you're like, yeah, this must be the team. And they say, we must be under investigation too. Uh, so they, how do we communicate? You know, we're, our, our phones would be tapped and everything. And then Brandon, he's the comic relief. He's, he's a rookie too. He goes, well, I've got a private uh, clip talk account, Vampire Lover 51. Oh. Yeah, who makes a joke like that? The, my my joke like a month ago there about my Reddit account. What was yeah, it? Furry lover. 77 or something. Yeah. Um so they they you know, some people stay on the outside, some people go back to FBI headquarters. They hear there's a top level secret suspect on the sixth floor. So that comes Ooh, up later, yeah. so remember that. And then the boss is like, you know, if you don't cooperate, you're going to jail. And then Simone, the main character, sassy, she goes, hey, we're on the same team. Hey, go feds. Oh. <laughs> why do you call, like why do Garza though. call you? You're a trainee. Because I'm cute. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. She's so sassy. Yeah. And then she, it's a couple times, like, I'm looking cute today. <laughs> She's like in her 50s. Yeah. What? Anyways, they call this, this woman. Uh, I've yeah. got to start to like her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's good. Uh, I'm feeling cute today. I you know good for you. Uh, then they um, that oh yes 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 yes. They call another FBI agent on the East Coast. It seems to be dating Brandon's supervisor. Uh, so she she calls him on the phone, and he's like, "Hey, is that like Joe?" Yeah, tell him his fantasy team is garbage. Now we're done. He's the bro. Ah, yeah. A broing down. 
Oh, well, so another agent comes in, and they're like, what is this fish called Raven? What's that all about? And she goes, oh. I thought the guy walks in. He's like, why is this fish called Raven? And they're like, that's a clue. Okay. Yeah. yeah she goes, that's my favorite episode of the show. That's so Raven. Oh, no. And she goes, in, in that show, it's a basketball game, and so-and-so gives up the ball for the last-minute shot, and uh, so-and-so sinks it. And the person who passed the ball was number 33, and the person who shot it was number 40. 33-40. And someone goes, that must be the secret code to get into this desk. Uh, of course it was. <laughs> oh. Man, like, this I've woman is good at her job. Like, like Lisa on ice, like, a hundred times? Or, like, Bart's, like, on a, a breakaway and him and, and he stops and him and Lisa hug? What numbers were they wearing? I don't know, but she could just call it out like that. Anyways, they need to get into Garza's office to get the secret file. So Simone uh, sets the photocopier on fire. And one of the uh, higher-ups puts it out with a fire extinguisher. And Simone goes, that's right, black girl magic. <laughs> 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 that was my favorite line of the episode. So they think maybe that Link guy is. So they get the file and they see that Garza's investigating Link. Does she so just do like, hilarious one-liners? Is that all she does? Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and so they they look at the, the file and it seems that Garza's investigating Link, the the, the guy uh, from Panama. So they think he's dirty and he's the traitor. And that he's being investigated in floor six upstairs. So they break into his house <laughs> to investigate. But uh-oh, uh, they find out that uh -oh. Rice, Rice is on the sixth floor. They thought he was in Russia. Whoa. And they're like, if Rice is upstairs, then where's Link? Link's got a big shotgun in his house, trained on the feds. Commercial break. This could be an episode of Community... <laughs> yeah, with Troy and Ahmed doing something like yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so commercial break. Guess what? There's a commercial for the rookie, and uh, <laughs> seems I don't stop me if you've heard this one, but uh, there's an episode where Nathan Fillion pulls someone over, and they're wearing one of those neck bombs. Say, I can't pull over for long. They're gonna find out, and speeds off, and then they find out there's another bomb out there. You know that pizza Sandra Bullock. guy that like robbed, yeah, but you know that real life thing where that guy had the neck bomb and he had to like rob a bank. Yes, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, so that's that's what that's what that uh, episode of the rookie is going to be about. Ooh. Anyways, so they decide um, we're going to get that oh yeah <laughs> during football. So they talk it over with Link, and Link's like, well, I'm investigating Garza. I think he's the mole. And they're like, man, we got to get you two together to hash it out, and then we'll figure out who the real mole is. <laughs> so uh, they call the So Garza's coming back from being arrested uh, in the air from Washington to L.A. He's in the air. They call the pilot, and they say, listen, remember when your dad was sick? Garza gave you extra time off? Yeah. Let me talk to him. Okay. Ooh. So the pilot like has to go to the bathroom, like leave a leave a phone in there for Garza to talk, and he talks to Link and stuff, and uh, they sort of figure out that neither of them is the mole, and the real mole is a guy Ooh. named. And they just bring him up, Alan Brady, who's about to be nominated for Deputy Secretary of Defense. He's the mole. Son of a gun. Yeah. Do you think that's a character? It's just like. <laughs> Some random guy who's just immediately this oh, guy shows up. You know, this guy's a character. And then Garza lands and he's free now because they know Brady's the mole. And he gets in the room with Rice. And Rice is like, But, but, how are you? And he's like, How are you in America? You're in Russia. Russians promised me heaven, but it was hell. Brady brought me back to say that you were the mole. So they, they set Brady up. They, they, they get Rice to call him and say, You know, I'm in LA. I'm going to go turn in. Garza, I want another million. And Brady goes, I, want, I thought give a, me deal Brady a deal. <laughs> yeah. And then, so as soon as they hear a deal's a deal, they're like, it's okay to arrest Brady. So Garza, Garza's like out of custody and like arresting Brady in the middle of LA who happens to be there. And so, yeah. 
and there's like 10 minutes left in the episode you're like holy crap like yeah. that was a lot of stuff just breakneck speed let me tell you but the episode's not over we got garza flashback to taking nova's body out of the the, the war zone there in panama city and oh. he's visiting her grave and he's got he's got flowers and he's putting on his grave. Okay. i don't know but the episode's not over what's that he's clutching his chest he falls over oh uh, uh, we got a, a camera shot from up above he's lying down next to her grave he's motionless Rookie feds will return in January. <laughs> End of episode. It's a heart attack. Heart attack. Or shot. No heart attack. He had a big day, man. He woke up. He had to get that plane on the tarmac. He went all the way to Washington. He got arrested. Came all the way back. Arrested the de- the, the deputy secretary of state, and then went to go visit his girl. And then he that was a lot, man. Heart attack. Oh. And then a cliffhanger. Yeah. But, you know, you could just jump right in. That was the only thing. Like, there's there's no continuing story. And I think there's something to be said to that. Because for the last 20 years, we've watched a lot of serialized dramas. And it's kind of, I don't know, it was kind of a little refreshing to watch uh, a breakneck speed. Lots happening. Uh, not need to know anything. Everything wrapped up in a nice clean bow at the end of the, except for the heart attack. (laughs) So I, I didn't mind it. I I probably won't watch it again, but you know, I I might watch East New York or whatever. I might, I might just dabble in every now and then on these broadcast TV shows. If I got the time, I went down a bit of the prime bulk muscle guy with gun shows. Now they're, once you start, they have their place. You just want to see stuff happen, right? So yeah, I there's hear funny you. Here. I hear you. And, you know, it's just like, you know, a simple dramatic uh, tension scene where, um, you know, uh, one of the guys is in there stealing the file with mm-hmm. the 3340 combination, and they're trying to distract whoever is the guard of the door, and, mm-hmm. and then they come back, and he's got to hide like under the, the desk and yeah, stuff. Sounds like the you rookie know. fed really disappeared from it mm-hmm. once it got serious. Was she just there for comedy in the middle to keep it moving? He was, she was there. She, she was around for all the action. Cracking jokes, yeah, for the most part. For, yeah, her, the only thing she really did was take the phone call and light the, light the printer on fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trevor, you had a crazy scrawl of notes. Well, I just, I put the homework off as late as possible. <laughs> I, uh, I just didn't, I don't know. I kind of forgot. I've been, I've had a busy week or whatever or two. And I just forgot about what exact, I didn't even remember what show. And then, and then I was uh, texting you and I, I was driving with Lisa and we were out and I was like, I got to make it home. We're going to pod. I got to do this. And she's like, why the hell are you watching? Alaska Daily. Like she's like, how is this related to the podcast? Like, why are you watching Alaska Daily? I was like, well, here are the options. We're talking about the football three, you know. And I said, what do you think the TV shows on football right now are? And she's like, oh no. She's like the rookie fans. <laughs> and then she's like East New York and Alaska Daily. And I was like, and Brent didn't want to do. Uh, one, so he chose the good doctors to say, and she's like, that is a valid substitution. She agreed. She was right in on this game, basically. We could have got her to watch. She's like, yep, that's fair. She's like, you should oh. watch East New York. And she said, she said, so they gave you the rookie feds because that's the only one you would actually watch. That's like, yeah, I don't think I could watch the other ones. I don't think I would do it. She's like, she's like, well, I'll watch it. Let's watch it. So, so, so we went home and we found out how to get it right before the show and we put it on we're like okay we're gonna have dinner we're like we grab something to eat we sit down and we watch the episode and uh it was it was just fun we just sat there and i scribbled down some notes so first of all alaska daily the first thing i like when i'm scrolling through the menu is every episode is called what do they call each episode how is that episode named daily so it's Alaska Daily. So I want, I just want you to like, Wednesday. if you want to feel classy, 
Because that's a theme I'm going to get in this, is that there's a little bit of class in this show. Is it a date? Like, slash, slash? Oh, that'd be all right. That's not bad. That's okay. not bad. No, it's not. It's it's way simpler. You guys are maybe overthinking it. You said Wednesday. The be... Wednesday. Like, no, it's just called Part One. Oh, and nice. The episode is Part Two. Like, it is like, it's more privileged. It's trying to be a little like it's classy, it's adult, you know? I feel like this show wants to be um what's the George Clooney movie that's amazing? The uh like kind of like um It's trying to be a classy George Clooney movie about politics and journalism. That's basically what it is. You know how he always does these, like, he does a movie to make money, and then he does a movie that's about journalism and is classy and intelligent, right? That's like your typical George Clooney. That's what this is. This is your target demographic. A 50-year-old adult that never had kids that feels intelligent. That's Alaska Daily with a classy actress, right? A classy actor. Hilary Swank is the star. So... Boom, instantly on a cutback. Boom. What, what episode did you watch? Number one. I'm on part oh, one, baby. Oh. You're, you're supposed to do a random episode. But Carter, oh. I can't tell you how I watched it. I know how you watched it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the way I could do it. I could have just picked. Don't worry. This is good. You're going. You're, you, so I'm glad you started on one because it sounds like you're going to watch two, three, and four, and five <laughs> together as a couple. <laughs> so good. No, so <laughs> Shanghai right off the bat. It is a big, high stakes meeting with an informant. You're making the right, you're saving democracy. Damn it, you're doing the right thing. It's basically like news reporter for 24. It's like 20, it's like Jack Bauer news. It's going to be why she gets banished to Alaska. No, she and oh, she gets okay. this. She gets this. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Sort of. We don't know. You're right, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets a a USB key. Give me that damn thing in your jacket. But the whole time, I'm still getting horse face, and she is good. Horse face suits this role. Like it's stern this role is stern and she's just stern in this show and she's mad she's mad at everything and she gets this leak and and it's gonna save the 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 america and it's this general is corrupt and she's got dirt on him now and uh and when she's running around doing her journalism it's basically like they want to prove that she was a big journalist. That's the whole goal. <laughs> it basically is a Hallmark movie. It is. It's like important CEO businesswoman back in town for the holidays. Like it's literally that level of thought went into like, how could we make her seem really important? Let's put her in some important seats where everybody talks about how important she is and what a great journalist she is. She's super important, sassy journalist. That takes no BS from anyone. It's like, it's the worst exposition I've ever seen in my life in a TV show. It is so, it is as bad as a Hallmark movie. It is, it is literally as bad as a Hallmark movie. It, you could watch the beginning and if it wasn't her in it, you'd be laughing at how bad it is. It's just terrible exposition to prove that she is the Jack Bauer of news that's taken down this general she and she's basically a bully old white man in a newsroom except she's a, a younger woman and she even like mentions that that i'm like the i'm the old white dude of the or something like there's a joke about that and there's a lot of like this is a newsroom damn it we bounce ideas off of each other and get in fights you know because we're gonna save the world and and she publishes a story and then they like debate it or say she made it up. And it's a pretty saucy story about this general, but then it cuts four months later. And what is she doing four months later after the ger- the general has disgraced her? Fishing. Or, well, nope. She's on her cycle. 
She is pelotoning. But what's okay, in front Jesus. of her? What's, what do they cut to? She's just a picture of the general in a uniform, smiling. Just to have, and she's cycling, just like staring intensely. It's like a training montage of like wanting to kill the this boxer kid. you're fighting. You know, yeah. <laughs> she is cycling and sweating. And just staring at the general, and all of a sudden, boom, the phone rings. Boom, her old boss from Alaska, or something like that, is, is in her New York apartment. He says, man, you look, you, know, you look like you need a friend right now. And what, what you didn't talk to me, where I haven't seen you in 15 years. You know? Um, and it gets, they get in the heated fight, and he basically says, you know, you need to start over. You got to leave New York and just come back to being a real journalist doing the real stories that matter. Mm. And as, and as he walks out, he says, what's it, what's it say? He says, we need good reporters in the minor leagues too. And that she almost like drops her drink and she's like, she's like a, you know, a, a inhale Axl Rose kind of moment. <laughs> and, uh, all of a sudden, Boom, she's on an airplane. She's flying to Alaska, but it's it's very sweet because it was in the Vancouver airport. Like we go through there all the time. So it was cool. So they're using the Vancouver airport. So we recognize the setting. Um basically the other proof the uh, the main goal of this might just be like a tourism Alaska or the Pacific Northwest campaign because that it's just nature porn. Fifty percent of the show is nature porn. It's just outdoor scenes and landscapes and sun, like 24 hour sun. And like, it's kind of like Twin Peaks and Northern Exposure, but journalism. Do you think it's, it's filmed in Vancouver or? Uh, a lot of it is, I think. Well, I know, I know the airport was Vancouver Airport because we know the airport. Like it was, mm -hmm. it's like our gate. <laughs> it's where we get off the airplane every time we fly in or out of Vancouver. It's like, you know, so we know it. So I don't know if other things are filmed there. I just don't know if they could get to Alaska very much, but it's the name Film, of it. Yes. Yeah. But the aerials are probably filmed. They're just like Twin Peaks. Was mm -hmm. You know, it, it's... It's, uh, it's tough. No, yeah, it's, that'd be tough. But, but okay. uh, it's just, boom, she's on the airplane. Except when she's on the airplane, she has a panic attack. And she, she faints. Apparently she has stress in her life right now. And she faints on the plane and she doesn't tell anyone what happened. So she comes there, but she secretly got this panic attack. She doesn't know what to do. And uh, she ignores it. And uh, all of a sudden she gets into the newsroom and she's talking about this. And she's really causing a scene in the newsroom. Shaking things up, calling them all cowards for not doing real journalism. And, and their lawyer is a coward because he's friends with the cops. That's not his job to be friends with the cops, you know. And she's really causing all of a sudden. And then the show just, boom, drops murdered, missing murdered uh, and indigenous women. Um, like, I wasn't and, expecting that. And, and deep dives like, it's like basically a PowerPoint. You're getting a PowerPoint about he's pulling out flyers and things and talking. And then all of a sudden there's a, a an indigenous journalist that's like a strong figure in the show. She's probably one of the best actresses. Actually, there's two women in this that are out acting uh, Hillary Swank right now. They're, they're pretty good. Uh, and so they go into missing. And it's like the show. Like, this is kind of what the show's about now. She like gets into it and they give a rundown of it and the highway of tears and they're talking about all this stuff. And like I did not know that's what this show is about. Yeah. <laughs> no that's idea. Good, well, it's like, yeah, what could Alaska what's Yeah. yeah I'm like, well, what does she really have to get on them for in a lot? But that's yeah, a strong it gets, start. It, that's our legit. Gets, it, okay. It in, and it cuts to a murder wall. She is in. She has got her cycle and her murder wall with string and pictures on the wall. It's just, she is in now. She is full on in on this now. Um, I don't know if you can she... keep saying cycle all the time. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. 
Oh, with a Peloton? I don't know. No, she's like a period. She's, on, she's on a Peloton. Sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> and she's not sleeping. Um, and it's kind of got some true detective vibes at this point. Oh. When it's no, just when it's cutting to like the the twenty four hours of sun up north kind of thing, like it's kind of driving people a little insane. I think. I think there's like a the nature. I don't know if it's like a, it's definitely not like sort of supernatural or Twin Peaks, but it's almost got like the setting is a character, maybe unintentionally, but they're definitely milking the nature porn. Uh, I think if like. I think a, a real paranormal show where like the world is trying to kill you is a great idea. But anyway, um, so she's not sleeping now and she's kind of going crazy and there's just nature porn everywhere. And she hates children and she's a terrible curmudgeon and she's calling children insects or bugs because they're in the newsroom and she doesn't like that there's new children in the newsroom. Damn it, we're professionals. And she's she's kind of dump it on dunk it on every single person in the newsroom basically but she gets a new partner who is the sassy lady her indigenous friend and she's kind of like the counter to her but she doesn't take any crap either right um and then all of a sudden it like it's basically a montage of her like doing secret solids for everybody on the staff she's like you know, getting coffee for someone and she like calls an old bud to get in a favor on this and then helps another reporter do this. And then she gives the other girl like the courage to work on her story. So, and it's just like a two minute montage of her all of a sudden being a bro to everyone. And then everybody in the newsroom's like, you're kind of cool and we really needed you. And it's literally, so like the, the show goes from being really good and genuine to really superficial and all, like it skips over parts. It's like Is this a one-hour episode? Yeah. Okay. And it, it, it skips over, like, big things. Like, she goes from being hated to loved, and they just do it in, like, a one-minute montage. It's really weird. But then some parts, it's really serious. No, Car Brent, like, man. So she hates the lawyer at her, at her newsroom. She hates the lawyer because he's a coward who's friends with the cops, so the cops never give him any info. So she calls her own big-time New York lawyer because the cops aren't releasing the records they are supposed to. They always are delaying the records, so this New York lawyer calls, and boom, they get the records for the paper that they need. That's and exactly the cops, how it works. A phone call, that's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> and, the cops, and the cops are now mad at the lawyer, the old lawyer, and so he's pissed off at her. What are you doing rattling things? There's things we got to keep reputations around. It's, so he's, this is Carter. This is Carter, the corrupt lawyer, keeping everything good. Care, covering up for a rich oil investor, we find out very soon that this news lawyer doesn't want certain things being revealed. Where'd you get that? Why is the witness talking? How did you find out who this? Because they're visiting people in jail. Uh, because this guy is in jail and he he's not talking and all of a sudden this girl goes to interview him and he says yeah i was in love with the uh the rich oil dude who has a wife and kids that is in charge of the alaska oil reserve fund which apparently is a real thing where like everyone in alaska yeah, gets a check every year mm -hmm. because they have oil and they split it amongst everyone and so this guy is the manager of that fund and guess what he's corrupt <laughs> so corrupt and he's also maybe secretly gay because the guy in jail says we were lovers and then he kicked me out of this house but he bought my love house with with the oil fund money hmm. and so this journalist girl goes she doesn't have the courage to confront the guy but she does and she shows up and he's like you're gonna ruin my life why are you doing this and he's crying like on the steps he's like look at my life you're gonna destroy it if this comes out and she won't print the story but Hillary Swank convinces her to do the right thing and print the story. Like this is just just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, there's a little bit she and then she meets her love interest. This this bush pilot pilot poet, and they instantly. I literally didn't pay attention because I was writing it. All of a sudden, she was waking up in his house. 
And then there was another like five minute nature montage of like Alaska <laughs> and uh, and they're drinking coffee on the balcony and it is very northern exposure. But um, then. So they had to uh, get to the setup basically like maybe it's like, this stuff has to happen for the series to flow. Yes, to keep okay. it. So a lot had to get to picked get, yeah. up. Uh, and then there's a missing girl named Laura. Who's oh. seventeen? Which I'm sorry, but that's Laura. That's got to be a Laura Palmer reference. Palmer, yeah. And same with uh, there's a Northern Exposure reference to the 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 poet pilot guy kind of thing. There's a bit of like a Northern Exposure tip there, and then there, like I was saying there's also a bit of a True Detective kind of tip with her uh, with the 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 sun never setting and she's having these panic attacks, and that's kind of how all of a sudden the ending of the show is she's walking out she's done something and all of a sudden she's like oh not here and she starts like almost like kind of hallucinating panic attacking and like rolling around and she's getting like visions in the 24 hour sunlight and then the episode ends and it's like what that's whoa uh -uh." like it was kind of like a good ending like it was good it was like i was like if they made the bad parts of this show bearable like the good parts are good um but it did have all the token people you know there was like the indigenous lady uh, there's a lit, uh, like a latino latino person there and there was like the token black guy and the asian girl and the, but it was lisa's like yep but it was still two old white dudes running the newspaper <laughs> it's like yeah true true um and oh the other cool um is uh is that it ends and it ends on like here's like missing murdered indigenous women here's who you call this is the stat it, it again it's on a black screen for like one minute with that which is before the credits it just freezes on that it's like oh okay gee it's like i had no idea what the show is about so sounds like it was subsidized by trudeau <laughs> it was a good show it was a it was a seven out of ten that could have been a nine if they just cleaned it up a bit, cleaned up some stuff. I think, but maybe like I I think maybe it could be good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'd say about mine. Seven out of ten, no room for cleanup in Brent. Yours is a nice one out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple nice things, like when when good doctors talking to the expert. He's like, 20% will... is amazing. Yeah, That's the like, best thing I've God. ever It's like, you will do the surgery with me. You will do your surgery and then walk away. And he just ditches the guy. The guy just stares for a little bit. It's a little bit of social awkwardness, but... No, I think that show's just too... I think it's too deep now. Like, it's just lost. Oh, you're too deep in the ver universe. Or I didn't know. Just like the it show itself up, is, yeah. Up its own butt. There's too many people and nothing. Yeah, it's done what it's got to do. I'm sure there's some good stuff about him adapting to life in the hospital at the start, right? If oh, I'd gone yeah. to episode one, I'm sure like it would be the, similar. Like yeah, the Brit, oh, that would have been a six-episode show on, on autistic. That was the entire show. Every commercial was he's like he's like I think I'm different, and then like the next week it was like people think I'm different, and then like the next episode is like I'm so different that my relationships are different, you know. And then it's like yeah. I'm so different, my surgery's different. That like there was a lot of setup. I yeah. think that you skipped. Yeah, now he's just cool. He's just like one of the. Well, teams, he's just so. accepted. Like he's mm -hmm. just that which guy. Nice. He's that weird guy at work. Yeah, which yeah. is great. <laughs> But getting there is yeah, probably part of the adventure. Yeah. Yep. So, to be fair, to give it, got to go back to the start now. Get the DVD to Carter. Bring out your DVDs. DVDs. For next time <laughs> I'm actually, Carter, I think you might have won in the long run with buying physical media. <laughs> Why is that? I just think there's going to be a time like. Well, you're not going to want to watch. You're yeah. not going to want to watch a bunch of new stuff, or it's not going to be that good or interesting to you. And you're going to watch things you want, and you won't be able to find a lot of the things because they won't be eligible on this service or that service. And you know what? There's Windows. 
Like I wanted to watch Mad Men, and now it's not on Netflix. It's just gone. You know. Whereas if I was you, right now, yeah. if I was you, I could literally just go watch it. And I think yeah. I'm kind of jealous. And I don't have all of these 15.99 leeches hanging off my body. Like you might, physical media might be cheaper and win in the long run. Maybe we'll see. Still not there yet, but oh, that was but the Janelle, other criticism well, I and, realized. Me and Janelle, oh, go ahead. Oh well, just uh, I kind of have a life log. Whoa. I think I have a substantial record of my life. This is the start of a new episode. No, well, it's just, I have my, when me and Lisa first got together 10 years ago, she got me into like day planners, like moleskins. Mm. She's always had a moleskin. I have like 10 years worth of moleskins, like pretty much. Meticulously filled out of like what I'm doing every day and every week in my to do. I have a to do list of every week of my life for the last ten years. And Did they're like, like super complete. Oh yeah, this is what I do every week. Like everything I do and and I cross them all off, and some carry over to the next week. But I could like to pretty accurate things. I could tell like where I was and what I was doing every day of my life for the last ten years. There's the odd gap where i'm not writing or something but like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i kind of have a paper life log i might have to start exploring some of the embarrassing things like it yeah i didn't i have a i have an analog life log carter i i started analog <laughs> yeah you started but then you're like you converted digital when it got good you're just like guitar processors <laughs> <laughs> You're always ahead of me, Carter. <laughs> I could never do a day planner, though, on my phone. I can't do to-do lists. I can't. It has to be in a, on a book, in a piece of paper. I can't plan or organize on a phone or use a calendar. I need a physical calendar. Yeah, like, I don't th- I, I'll, I'll plan in the form, but then, like, for today's episode, then I'm writing down, like, on paper, you know? Paper's better, yeah. yeah I, I could never... I. I, I don't think anyone that's ever been to a meeting with me ever in my life, I don't think there's ever been a meeting I've gone to where I don't get out a piece of white paper and make a calendar. Like, I think every meeting I've ever been to, I get out a piece of paper and I make a calendar on it. And I say, okay, when are we doing what exactly? Like, let's map this out. I'm all about calendars. <laughs> <laughs>